eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you end up feeling overwhelmed and confused instead of inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, mindset, and home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me in another episode. So I have a little announcement about the podcast. I don't know if you can tell, depending on what day you're listening to this, but I am actually posting this one on Thursday instead of my normal Tuesday episode, which for the past few months, while life has just been hectic, I've been doing every other week, but I am switching it up a little bit, and I'm going to start releasing episodes on Thursdays instead of Tuesdays, and I'm going back to once a week now, so I'm super excited about that. I'm really pumped to be bringing you guys like regular scheduled content again instead of like half of what I'm used to, so I'm super excited about that, but again, just like, I don't know, I felt like I wanted to change it up a little bit. I've been doing the podcast for almost two years now, and I was like, you know what? What if I just didn't release on Tuesdays anymore? So alas, here we are, and Thursday's going to be the new podcast episode day, and I'm pumped about it. Also, another little announcement that I keep on forgetting to update you guys on. In the first episode of this year, I said that I was going to try to see how long I could go without buying any fast fashion in 2022. So just like thrifting clothes or researching and buying from very sustainable and ethical brands. Um, Well, that lasted like a month and a half. And I'll tell you what, like I was so proud of myself. Every time I walked into Target and I saw all of the cute clothes and I told myself no, I would just leave with this giant smile on my face, like feeling so empowered and so good about myself. And then... (laughs) I was grocery shopping at Aldi and I was living in Michigan with my parents at the time where it was like 10 degrees outside. It was freezing. And so I saw robes that they had for like 12 bucks and I was like, oh heck yeah, I'll be so cozy in this. I grabbed one, brought it home. My mom was like, oh Kayla, like I didn't know Aldi had sustainable brands. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she was like, oh, your robe. You know, I thought you were trying to not buy any fast fashion. You know, where was that robe made? And I looked at the tag and it was made in China. I was so upset. Um, And then it sat on my parents' counter for like two weeks. And I was like, I'm going to return it. And then I passed the return window. So I literally didn't even open it. So um, again, if you're wondering how that no fast fashion thing went, I failed like a month and a half into 2022. But alas, I still, besides that pink fluffy robe that I didn't even use, I have not purchased any other fast fashion for myself. I have not given in. And you know what? Even if I messed up and bought a pink fluffy robe, I'm still proud that I'm just keeping on keeping on with the goal of not buying any more fast fashion in 2022. If I get like halfway through the year and all I bought for myself in terms of fast fashion was a pink fuzzy robe, 
I'll be really proud still. So um, yay for kicking perfectionism to the curb and still going. And this is just a sign to you too that if you've kind of been just going with the flow and not being super mindful about it, like that's okay. We don't need to be perfect as long as we are still trying. And with all that being said, I guess I will finally get into the main point of this episode, which is how to avoid greenwashing. Now, if you're not really familiar with what greenwashing is, I have another episode all about what is greenwashing. That was episode 48, so definitely go give that one a listen if you're not really sure what greenwashing is. I'll give it like a brief overview of it, but definitely go listen to episode 48 first if you haven't yet. But pretty much greenwashing is companies' marketing methods to make you think that their products are eco-friendly when in reality, it's just a marketing gimmick. Like for example, they will put trees and the color green and words like nature or you know biodegradable or sustainable, things that really catch people's eye and make it seem like the product is sustainable and eco-friendly when in reality the product is not at all. They're just using that as a marketing scheme to get more people pretty much like trick people into buying them by seeming like they are natural and green and eco-friendly. And sadly, the companies that greenwash really do not give a crap about the environment. They don't do anything to like lower their waste, lower their overall footprint, lower their use of fossil fuels, nothing. So the big question is, how can we avoid greenwashing? I have six tips that I use to help me avoid greenwashing and to kind of give me some action steps, not only to avoid buying greenwashed products, but to know how to decipher what is actually greenwashed versus what is an eco-friendly product. So tip number one that I've been trying to do lately is just to buy less. And I know it's like, okay, how will this help me avoid greenwashing? But I think the first step to anything, but especially how to avoid giving in to like greenwash techniques and wasting money on products that are greenwashed is to really be mindful of what you're buying and try not to play into that consumerist mindset that the greenwashing companies are trying to feed into, if that makes sense. Our society is based so heavily upon our consumption And as consumers, we're kind of taught to buy anything that's thrown at us. And that's what a lot of companies that greenwash are trying to play into. They're trying to play off the fact that we will buy anything without, like they just think that all consumers are stupid and will buy things because it has a tree on it. And, you know, I say screw the patriarchy and screw like, you know, the companies that try to do that. So for me, it's kind of like the biggest screw you that I can do to just buy less, you know? So I've been really lately trying to focus on only buying what I actually need. Like I used to go into Target and just let the store speak to me, you know, quote, quote is what they say. And, you know, if I was walking down the aisles and I saw like a cool wooden bowl that looked sustainable-ish, like it's like, oh, this came from a tree. It's not plastic. Cool. Like I would be tempted to grab it. Or, you know, if there was a reusable bag that I really didn't need, but I, you know, thought was cute or whatever, I would go ahead and grab it. Just things like that. Like I used to make a lot of impulse purchases, but especially things that seemed like they were sustainable. I feel like I 
had a hard time with just like grabbing things like that without actually looking up if the brand was sustainable or not. So for me, just trying to cut that out completely, like not buying stuff that I don't need has been the biggest way that I avoid greenwashing. The next thing that I do to avoid greenwashing, which kind of goes hand in hand with the first, is to buy things that are secondhand. So for me, I've really been trying to avoid fast fashion, but it's really tempting and it's sucked at times because, you know, I'll walk into Target for our favorite oat milk or something and they put all the clothes right in front of you. Like there was this romper that I got at Target probably four no, three years ago when I was pregnant with my daughter and it was perfect for maternity. I loved wearing it. It was so cute and so comfy. And then after pregnancy, when it didn't fit me as well, I donated it. And then I got pregnant like a year later with our last baby and I was so sad that I donated it. I really wanted to go to Target and just buy the romper again because they still had it, but I did not want to give in to the fast fashion and give money directly to Target. So what I did instead was buy it secondhand. I looked on the app Mercari and I found the exact romper in my size that was literally new with tags from Target, but I did not, like I spent the money on one that someone was already giving away instead of going and supporting Target who, you know, participated in fast fashion. So for me, that's another huge one besides buying less and only buying what I need. I always try to buy things secondhand first. And again, you might be listening to this thinking like, okay, well, how will this help me avoid greenwashing? But I think, again, the biggest thing for me is not to waste money on products that are greenwashed because then you are supporting that company that, again, thinks that all consumers are stupid enough to feed into greenwashing and believe it. And, you know, buying secondhand is a complete slap in the face to all those companies because you're not spending money on their stuff. You're spending money on a product that someone already spent their money on, if that makes sense. I feel like I'm rambling so hard, but in my brain, all of this <laughs> like lines up perfectly. So hopefully you guys are getting what I'm saying. Okay, so the next tip that I have for you guys is a mindset shift that really helped me feel less stressed out and overwhelmed when I first started trying to be really aware of greenwashing and not giving into greenwashed items. So instead of focusing on researching every single thing that you buy like for the rest of your life and every single thing in your house right now and you know trying to research if every individual item was greenwashed or if it's actually good for the environment I looked at it as adding not limiting and I've heard of this in like diet culture a lot instead of taking away and limiting the foods that you eat you add good foods and you know so like instead of saying oh I can't eat any more snacks and sweets you add a lot of green vegetables and you know all the color of the rainbows fruits and stuff like that and slowly as you add in the good stuff you'll want the bad stuff less so th that was kind of a mindset shift that helped me a lot in terms of greenwashing. Instead of cutting back on all of the products that I use every day and going crazy researching every single one of them to find an alternative with a brand that was actually sustainable and not just greenwashed, I focus on little at a time adding brands and products specifically that I know are good for the environment. 
So if you're kind of overwhelmed right now, again, and you're just dreading having to research every single thing next time you're at the store, instead of doing that, just try to do research now on a product that you need or a product that you're running out of and find a version of that with a brand that's not greenwashed, right? Try to find a brand that is actually sustainable and ethically made with low waste packaging, et cetera, et cetera. And again, little by little, adding in products like that instead of trying to cut out every single thing at once Um, because again that's kind of just something that helps me a lot because otherwise I feel like I would just get super overwhelmed researching every single thing that I buy like all the time and some people have time to research every single thing that they buy Um, I am not that kind of person I'm the kind of person like when I make a target run I usually have four things on my list and I know that two out of my three kids are at home with their father just screaming their heads off for me So I try to get shopping done fast. I try, like, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of brain power in the moment to stop and research everything. And hopefully one day I'll get there, but, you know, today is not that day. Okay, my next piece of advice is to find brands that actually treat both the earth and their workers good. So it kind of goes hand in hand with the last one, but just instead of researching every single brand of every item in your house right now, try to look up brands that align with your views and are things that you actually consume regularly and you purchase. Um, So for me, I have like four examples here for you guys of brands that I really like and have tried or want to start buying more of. So one of those, and none of these are sponsored, so they're literally just ones that I found from Google searches, but one of them is green toys. And you can actually find these at like Marshalls and TJ Maxx or online at Target. And I think I've even seen them in person in Target, but the brand is literally just called green toys. And I'm not going to lie, if I was walking in Target and I saw this, I probably would have rolled my eyes and been like, oh, you know, Greenwashing 101. However, they actually make all like 100% of their toys are made from recycled plastics like milk jugs. And, you know, I'm not going to go on a huge tangent about recycling right now, but any brands that's taking recycled plastic and making them into something new, you can just assume that they are saving all of that plastic from the landfill because that's where the majority of the plastic would have went. you know, recycled or not. So Green Toys is one that's like really amazing and they have really fun like car toys. I'm pretty sure I actually have their, I have their boat toy right now, which is for the bath. And one of my friends got my daughter their tea set for her birthday too. So I have a couple Green Toys and they look like any other like regular plastic toys, but the fact that they're made from recycled materials is just amazing and it shows that they're doing something to better the environment. Another brand is Patagonia, which I'm pretty sure everyone has heard of. They have do a lot of like outdoor camping gear, but they also have clothes. And this brand, not only do they donate a ton of money to grassroots environmental groups, as in like in the year 2016, they don't donated $10 million, but they're also very transparent. They're open and honest, and they have repair centers to repair their products that rip or tear versus throwing them away, which is, I feel like that is the pinnacle of a sustainable brand, is finding really cool things like that, that actually have like longevity and 
actual sustainability. And I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. I've never heard of, especially a clothing brand, having repair centers where you can go and get your stuff fixed. And I just think that's awesome. So another brand is Thanks Period Underwear. So if you're listening to my podcast, you're probably a woman and you have a period. And I know everybody has their own very strong opinions. I feel like most people that I talk to are either very strongly on the side of being for sustainable period stuff like menstrual cups or the discs or period underwear, reusable pads, or very against it. And I support you either way. Like, you know, periods are gross. Okay. Periods aren't supposed to be gross. So please don't come at me for that. I think periods are gross. I am not a fan of bodily fluids anyway. So I, for me, there's no difference in pulling out a tampon string with blood all over it versus pulling out a menstrual cup or like washing period underwear. To me, it's, you know, either way, it's all the same stuff. So I am all for the sustainable version because it saves you money. It saves waste from going in the environment. And honestly, I feel like my cramping has been so much less severe since I've been using a menstrual cup. Um, Anyway, oh my gosh, we're not even talking about cups right now. We're talking about the specific brand of thinks period underwear. Anyway, so they are ethically and sustainably made and they are a good sustainable swap. So not only is it a brand that like is really good for the environment, it will help you do things that are good for the environment too. So it's a win-win. And then the last brand that I have here to talk about is Pila Phone Cases. And they are pretty much on their own little mission to create a waste-free future, which is just absolutely amazing. Support that 100%. And they created... 100% biodegradable phone cases. And, you know, no, they do not melt when they're wet. I had one and it lasted me for well over a year before I got my new phone. I actually plan on buying another one here soon. I just have been lazy and haven't gotten around to it. So Pila phone cases, they're super cute. They have all kinds of different looks to them. Again, not sponsored. I freaking wish. Um, But yeah, so those are just four examples of companies that are actually doing work to be more sustainable and not just greenwashing their products. And if you're trying to live more eco-friendly, I highly suggest just doing some research like this and just finding a few brands that align with your personal views and that are things that you regularly buy anyway and supporting these companies instead of like running to Target for a phone case or pads or, you know, toys, whatever it may be, which I guess that's kind of... (laughs) ironic that I said Target because I'm pretty sure green toys and thinks period underwear are both sold at Target. So, you know, semantics, whatever. So another piece of advice that I have to avoid greenwashing is whenever, say you're at Target, oh my gosh, why why have I said Target like 17 times this episode? You're at the grocery store. You know, just close your eyes and picture your grocery store and you are looking for body wash, but you are an empowered and eco-friendly human being and you want to buy a body wash that is sustainable-ish and better for the environment than your run-of-the-mill general body wash. But how can you decipher what is greenwashed versus what is actually an eco-friendly body wash? It can honestly be like reading a foreign language when you like look at the ingredients and you look at all of the different claims that each product has. So one thing that 
always helps me a little bit is to look at the parent company. For instance, the brand Seventh Generation seems like a really good sustainable brand, but dun, 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 it's owned by the giant company Unilever. I 100% guarantee you I just butchered that pronunciation. But, you know, it's pretty much a huge company that owns a bunch of other companies. And while Unilever, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm like saying that wrong. It's killing me. But they came out with this plan to try to be more eco-friendly in 10 years. And they I don't want to say that they like failed, but it really seems like they ended up not actually really doing anything to make their brand more sustainable. Um, And anyway, so that's something that can give you a really good indication on whether the product is actually sustainable or not, is to try to look at whatever parent company that is and then do research as to if that parent company is sustainable. And most of them will be big names that you already know. Like I know, you know, Kellogg's does cereal, not body wash, but that's one example. Like Kellogg's, the food company, there was this huge scandal and all of this noise recently because people, all this horrible stuff came out about Kellogg's and their kind of company, their ethics and sustainability and all of that. And, you know, so people were canceling Pop-Tarts and all of those kind of things. So, there's just a lot of those big companies that are good to avoid. And I'm not going to name names because I don't know, I feel like I could be sued for that or something. But all I'll say is do your own research and a really good place to start whenever you're looking for specific products is to look for the parent company. Um, the next thing that you can do is also look for official certificates. And there are certain ones where if it has one of these certificates on there, there's a really good chance that it is a sustainable product. So one of these are live certified, um, Rainforest Alliance, 1% for the Planet, Fair Trade International, or Certified Carbon Neutral. And there are more that I'm leaving out, but those are just the main ones that you can look for. And if they have any of those, then I would say they're probably a good choice. So the last thing that I will say you can do to avoid greenwashing is when in doubt, just research. If I am in a pinch and like I went to the mall a few months ago and I was really looking for, I don't, it was something specific. I was looking for like a long skirt or dress or something like that. But I went into H&M and I was like, oh gosh, I don't even know if H&M is sustainable. So I literally just Googled like H&M sustainability and I did a little two minute read up whenever I was browsing the racks on H&M sustainability efforts, which, you know, cough, cough. Fast fashion is all I will say about that. Um, but, you know, it literally, it can take like 30 seconds of research for you to kind of assess if a brand is actually making good efforts when it comes to sustainability and if they do actually care about being transparent in terms of their fossil fuel use and their level of sustainability. So yeah, just a little bit of research can go a long way and can really help you avoid greenwashing in most circumstances. And I know like it's, you know, I this whole episode and I'm pretty much like Google it. <laughs> but um it's really I mean the, greenwashing is not a one size fits all. I wish I could like make a huge master list. 
to specifically tell you guys what to avoid, but it would literally be impossible because for every product out there, there's a million <laughs> options for brands and it's just, again, it's too much. But, you know, if you are trying to live more sustainably and be a more mindful consumer in terms of sustainability impact, starting off slow when trying to research things you want to buy is like little small steps that can just help you along the way. And the last thing that I have is, I will actually link this in the show notes, but there's this website that I found for an episode that I did last month. I don't even remember what episode it was in now, but there was this really cool thing called the CDP and they pretty much score companies based on their environmental impact and lay it all out in this big chart for you. So I'll link the website down in the show notes, but it's a really, really good resource So as long as the website is still up, depending on when you're listening to this, I'm hoping that they never take it down, but I'll link the website and then you go to the side column and go jump to the full scores and then you can, there's this little like company name search bar and you can search for pretty much any company that you want to look up the scores and their level of sustainability and it will show you what their rating is. So just for example, I just searched up the Apple company, like, you know, the iPhone Apple, and it has different sectors. So they have a score for climate change, which is A minus, not too bad. They have a score for water security, which unfortunately is F. And then they have a lot more different scores. So they have like a forest sector um, forest cattle products, forest palm products, forest timber. Unfortunately, all of those say not requested and no answer. But again, they have A- minus for climate change and F for water security. So it just has a lot of good insight as to the different ty- like areas in sustainability when it comes to these brands and how the brand is doing in each one of those. So yeah, it's not a perfect resource as there are a lot of like no answers and, you know, not asked sections of those, but it is a really good place to start if you are trying to figure out a brand's sustainability and, you know, how they're doing in terms of how they're treating the world. So yeah, you can look it up on here and hopefully it will help aid in your research when you're trying to figure out if products are being greenwashed or not. Because, you know, if they have an A, then chances are when they say like biodegradable, natural, eco-friendly on their label, they're actually telling the truth. But if you look up their, the company and they have an F in all ratings, then yeah, you know, there's a 100% chance that that product was just greenwashed and you just saved yourself money and saved yourself from falling victim to greenwashing. So yeah, that's pretty much all of my tips when it comes to how to avoid greenwashing. And again, this is not foolproof. You know, companies know what they're doing when they market to us. And while they're not like allowed to lie on a product, they definitely know how to market things in a way to convince us to buy it. So don't feel bad if you have fallen victim to greenwashing or if you thought you were buying eco-friendly products and now that you're researching things, you realize it was all just a marketing gimmick because Literally, it happens to all of us, so don't feel bad. But hopefully this episode gave you some tools that you can use moving forward to kind of just help empower you and give you this knowledge so that next time you're out, companies are less likely to scam you out of your money by, you know, lying to you about how sustainable that they are. 
So yeah, I hope that this episode helped you in some way. I am rooting for you. I know that all this stuff can be really just confusing and annoying and overwhelming. Like we should not have to decipher which companies are lying to us when they try to sell us products. But alas, you know, such is the world that we live in. So I'm rooting for you for trying to do better and trying to like pull yourself out of this toxic, crazy system. Um, And yeah, just remember that you don't have to be perfect. The small steps add up. And the fact that you're listening to this and trying to inform yourself shows that you are super dedicated and already putting in the work to, you know, do better for the environment. And for that, I am super proud of you. So yeah, I hope that you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time.